welcome to another episode of the Touchline Support Podcast. I know it has been a while. A lot of um, a lot has happened. A lot of uh, personal stuff. Uh, this is a new episode, and um, is it too late to say Happy New Year? Happy New Year. Uh, this is the first episode for the new year, and um, it's back. We're back. Uh, happy to be back, and uh, let's get into this episode. Be sure to follow me on all the socials. I'll leave them in the description, so we can keep interacting. So we jump straight into the Premier League. Uh, the first game uh, for the game week was Southampton versus Norwich. Now I just saw like small bits of the game. Saw Southampton going up one, um, one, one nil, and um, for Pierre there, Norwich seemed to be you know trying something. Norwich, or you could even say Pookie was more uh, trying to to do something because everything that would have every everything that you know every attack, every threat, real threat, it it would have came through Pookie. But all in all, uh, I just think Norwich were you know, uh, poor. They were poor. I mean, Southampton could have really, you know, put four, four or five past them. The goalkeeper saved them um, a couple of times, and I really think that Norwich were were poor. I don't know. I think they're a better looking team under um, their new manager, right? But the the, the quality. You know, quality of players is, uh, is 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 not there, right? You know, quality has to do a lot, and um, it's not there for Norwich. But Goodwin for Southampton, a scream of a goal, a very good goal by Romeo, um, and a good performance by 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 Southampton. Uh, a lot of um, good individual performances. Um, I've seen from the small bits, and I've heard, um, have heard, uh, persons talk about um, a lot of persons talking about Broja, um, and I, you know, I haven't really got to see him a hundred percent. So I guess that's something that I really need to do. I know he's a he's a good player, but I, I know he is, I know he's a promising player, right? But I haven't seen him like. Like really, like seeing him, like you know, assess him, look at him, see what he's playing or anything like that. And I haven't really seen him 100%, so that's something I need to do, right? But uh, that game ended two nil, uh, a good win for Southampton. So now on to Manchester United, Watford. So we know about the meeting that both teams had back in November, where Watford um, went away winners. 4-1 and United were poor so both teams now having different managers Watford 
not so much big news that the change managers like um i don't know this is not not big news after all but rough is knowing right so no with these two two teams meeting with two managers it's okay what's going to be different no, so Roy Hodgson is, is, is the manager. We all know what Roy brings to the table, right? Discipline, especially defensive dif- discipline. Roy is big on def- defense, right? And we saw that, we saw that um, coming out. I mean, what for coming like two previous clean sheets? Yeah, um, we saw that because if Watford weren't that disciplined with defense, I think the game could have been any way different. Right. On the other hand, um, Manchester United looked looked a completely different team from from when November, right? And uh, from November, and a, yeah, completely different team. Um, control this idea of control. Uh, you can see you you can see that there's something being implemented, and the, you can see that there's something being worked on. And for me, it's very positive. In, in and I'm just speaking based on that Watford game, right? Based on what I saw in that Watford game, um, Manu could have gotten away with that game, four, four goals even, right? Very unlucky for Ronaldo. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to say than just very unlucky. But um, Bruno, even oh my God, they they created chances and um, you know. They they were good. I can't say any I can't say anything negative. I can't there's I can't say anything negative really. Then they were good. You can see that they had a plan. Something's being implemented. So it's, this whole idea of control was there. It was a Manchester United team with. Uh, to me, it it now feels like there's someone at the helm that has a footing in the team and that is very um, deliberate with what he's doing right the, the, the whole hullabaloo the other day with um, this amount of players saying okay we're leaving fine and it was either two things um, Ralph saying okay we'll do things your way and we'll whatever or it's okay you want to leave you don't want to adapt to what I'm trying to say you don't want to do what try what I'm doing then leave I don't need you I think that was the stance and I think I think um, I think I, I, I don't know, I think these players are coming into it it's it's gonna be interesting to see the final games for the season coming down how they go um, Champions League as well um, I didn't get to see the Champions League game but definitely they were the, the dominant team yesterday they were the better team yesterday. Watford were out of it. Watford barely had a decent chance, I would say. Elanga was exceptional. Like he's just like a breath of fresh air. This 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 guy. Um, I would like to see Sancho a bit more. I mean, I saw Matic making some passes. I haven't seen Matic make passes like that in years. <laughs> in years. Um. It was just, it was just a good display. It was just very unlucky that they couldn't score. Um, like, I don't know. It's just one of those days, I guess. Uh, 22 shots 
right three on target but 22 shots yeah uh 68 possession uh doubled uh watchful passes um passing accuracy uh was 84 percent um was just a good display i think very good display from from the team right i can't say anything less than that was just real good from them Yeah, I also want to point. I also want to point out there was a um, a part of the game where at Veron, um, exceptional. Um, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Sar. Um, I know that's alright. So I know that someone went around him, beat him, right? And um, I realized he got up. He got up real quick. Got up real quick. Um, took his position. He then went to mark a man, right? Now, I saw him keep the position marking that man regardless of um, Watford player going wide and with a possible cross in. Now, you would think that, hey, he would go and um, attack that, that near post, right? But if he did, he would leave that man. And that space would be unoccupied because everybody else was trying to attend to that cross coming in. The cross came in. No one got to it. I think it was... I think he eventually got rebounded. And he... Because he was able... Because he... Um, he kept his position marking that man. He was able to make a clearance of that. And I think that was just exceptional defending that's what you want to see um those those are the moments that that can really help a game because if he wasn't staying there to mark that man he would have had a pretty decent chance of putting his foot to the ball and the ball ending up in the back of the net so i um I just wanted to point that out that it was just really good defending. Um, I'm not going to say that anybody else would have done what. No, that moment though was really good, and I, I saw it and I was like, "Well, that that was really good defending." So the next game I want to talk about right now is West Ham Wolves. Both teams I haven't seen in a while, right? Um, Mike's what I expected for this game. Mm, not sure what I expected to be honest with you. But the game started off with Wolves, Wolves being very solid, right? They had most of the they had most of the possession um, and there was just no sign of weakness for Wolves. There was no sign of weakness. They were pretty much, you know, having, they were pretty much playing their game. Um, Bruno Lige, Bruno Lodge, I think is his name. You could see that this Wolves team 
improved has improved from start of season another thing to point out is that many of the it wasn't their best team that they put out and I think they did pretty well seeing that it wasn't that it wasn't their best team yeah it wasn't their best team and um, I think they did pretty well they had no sign of weakness no sign of they were moving the ball well um, and part of it was West Ham um, allowing them to right West Ham sitting West Ham were deep West Ham were very deep and allowing it allowed for Wolves to, to have the position of the ball in their half mostly um, in, in, in the start of the game there I, I really think they were sitting too deep Rice um, Sushek were a bit too deep Antonio was coming way back too deep you know areas where you, you don't want to see Antonio really you fight, he was just fighting for the ball really based on what I'm seeing and it, it did give Wolves space to, to operate right um, did give Wolves space to operate you know more in their half West Ham's half counters were not so effective um, for West Ham I, I just think that West Ham were too deep and relying too much on hitting Wolves on the counter which uh, was not working. I know it, and and you know that's West Ham though. Um, I've seen them play like this before, where they're like so deep in. Antonio is back in, tucked in. Um, seen them play like this before. There's clearly a preference by David Moyes, but it doesn't work. I don't like it. I don't like it. With their sit back so deep, Antonio's deep, and. At times there seems to be someone playing beside Antonio like normally it would be Ben Rama is Rami like Ben Rama floating beside behind Antonio and trying to hit those counters but it works sometimes because West Ham do have beautiful you know it works at times but at times it doesn't and it wasn't working on Wolves. Wolves look solid and they would have been happy with West Ham they're staying deep you know once Wolves could nick a goal they'll be fine but that's the other thing Wolves getting a goal yeah that's the other thing Wolves, Wolves getting a goal because as much as how they had possession they made the runs they were just toothless they had no bite and I think West Ham knew that um, as I said it wasn't their strongest team either but even with their strongest team Wolves don't produce a lot of goals and that's something I would have changed for the West Ham game I would have had them pushing a bit more, you know, have Rice um, trying to, to go more Shusek even a bit more. Because when you see that happening, that's when West Ham are at their best. Uh, and I didn't think Wolves were doing that much of pressing them in for them to, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe it's a strategy, right? But, I don't know, second half, West Ham having uh, a bit more put the ball up the pitch you know starting to get in more dangerous areas dangerous scenarios and West Ham were defending well right so the second half was you know second half Wolves had a bit more the second half started with Wolves um, you know, having more possession just at the first half but then West Ham kind of took control of that really and um, really good defending by Zuma 
and uh, Creswell as well. There was there was one ball. I'm not sure who hit it, man. And uh, Fabio Silva should be at the end of it, and Creswell took out a foot to chest threw it off, and it was it was well done. Zuma as well defended pretty well, you know, coming up when when he needed that defender to to, to come up. Um, so West Ham defended well, and it, it was it was also a game of who could um, produce quality in the right moments, because both teams were you know you could say going at it, but at the end of it, it was who could um, produce the quality that was needed in the right moments to to um, to eventually get a goal. That was it, really. And uh, West Ham did that. West Ham did that. They did. West Ham kept the the quality. West Ham kept that quality going through, and it showed up. They did. As I said, Wolves had no bite, so no, they were toothless. I mean, they had the position, they they had their spells, but. There was just no, oof, there was nothing in the end product. There was nothing there. There was nothing that looked dangerous to me. And then he goes, then he goes. Uh, I don't think Rahul, uh, I don't think Rahul Jimenez is coming with any. Um. They need, they need goals. They need someone up there, you know. And they need, they need something. I don't think that their system is off. I don't think that the team is bad. They just need the end product. But West Ham, on the other hand, I don't know if it's a strategy by David Moyes. It's not the first time seeing it where, you know, sit back deep, um, eventually second half, come, you know, come out with, you know, trying to get the ball more up in their half. I don't know if it's a strategy. It's not the first time I've seen it. Um, and I hate to see West Ham play, play back deep. I hate it. And then focusing on the counter, I don't like it. I think the team is better than that. So, um, West Ham took that one 1 0. Um, and even with the changes, like I think he made one change and it was to bring on Vlasic for Antonio. And I'm like, th- th- that was, I mean, you look at the game, there was no need for him to make he David Moyes could have gone through the whole 90 minute plus whatever time it was and not make a change and I think that goes to show that hey they, they pretty much had it um had you know everything under control you know there was a lot of backlash even about the manager not picking his best team at this point in the season but there's a lot of things that you have to take in the fact that I think West Wolves played a match on on um when Thursday so you know, coming into that game, you know, maybe players need rest. You know, manager had confidence in his players to perform. I don't think they were terrible either. So, um, you know, players need to rotate. And also, I do need to. You need to put your best team forward. But there are times when your best team, the players, need to be rest rested. And you know, I think. Um, you know, it's it's just a gamble. It's a risk. It's a risk. Sometimes it pays off. Sometimes it doesn't. But they weren't terrible. That's one thing, though. They weren't terrible.
now let's break off into our kits. Now the first kit that we're going to look at is the Newcastle third kit, um, which I like. First of all, I, I, I like the color. Very nice color. Is that my favorite color? I think it is. Yeah, uh, I like the color. Um, I like the contrast with that dark blue with sleeve. The colors are very nice. Um, the design, I'm seeing some lines on it and it's giving me this futuristic 3D disco even. Don't, I don't know where the disco came in. It's just giving me that kind of fun feel, you know? And um, I like it. These lines are all over the place. It's just nice. They look good in it. Um, and I do see myself looking good in a kit like this. Like, it's for third kit, it's not like, you know, over the top, like way out. You know, third kit, it's just, it looks very simple, yet still, I think it's something that I just definitely see myself in and probably would stand out somewhere. It looks clean, it looks just so, it's, it's really good, I really like it, and I think that's a 10 right there. Now, um, the next kit is the Burnley Away kit, right? So, um, it's white, has some um, fine stripes uh vertical stripes um has a similar blue to what the new casket was in it's a sky blue baby blue kind of thing with the um what's it burgundy club line here i guess um but it's predominantly a white kit um which is nice um strips vertical strips tone you can't lose that one the sleeves are fine, color is fine. Um, players look good in it. Uh, do I see myself in this kit though? Uh, probably not. Uh, probably not a kit I'll buy to say I'm going to wear. Um, again, and, and just let me say this has nothing to do with if I was a Burnley kit. No, in general, I, I don't, uh, I just don't see something that I'll put on where, oh, it's casual, or, um, yeah, so, I would give this a 7, because it does look good, it is a good kit, but just not to live where I'll definitely go out and spend money on it, to, to wear it, just like that, so, well, there we go for our kits, new Castle 3rd kit at 10, Burnley Away Kit 7. So now we look at the EPL table. Right, and we know on top is Man City. Man City with 66 points. Right behind them is Liverpool with 60 points. And they're right in there, guys. Uh, just so you know, we're in the bulk your foot part of the season where slip-ups can just happen. And um, 
it's so funny a lot of people wrote off Liverpool at the start of the season saying that they cannot win you know Liverpool cannot take it I think that they have played with the additions and players so many things and um, they're racking up the wins I don't think I need to go over um, why Liverpool should be considered as we contenders I mean it's clear now and we're seeing them but this has been said but I'm a bit surprised um, about is Chelsea well Chelsea being in third that's just it's fine but it's Chelsea being on 50 points a bit you know drifting off you know City and Liverpool which I expected them to be a bit more um, I said it many times here that Chelsea was a team that I fear the most because they don't know what they're capable of really um, and just the, 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 the team that they have very deep team but um, I, I would say that I'm not I'm a bit disappointed really all I'm seeing here right 50 points uh, but a lot can change though but I, I would at, at this point I think I would say maybe 30 is where they are but looky here uh, Manu on 4th place 47 points and if they had won against Watford they would have um, been on 50 what what did I just say that right am I seeing this right what wow okay okay uh, that's it West Ham at fifth um so West Ham has been in and around top four they're about I think West Ham were at second ones West Ham were second ones West Ham were leading ones I think it was I think they were I think they were um but yeah they're in fifth Arsenal in sixth and they're both on 45 points so they're not that far behind from fourth so that fourth place um running here is very tight i mean tottenham is right in there as well on 42 points yeah yeah uh-huh yeah they are they are wolves 40 points um they're, they're, it's so close that there's so much can change like big results so much can change um within that that the era right there so Thompson jack comes in 35 points brighton 33 and that um finishes out the top 10 you know outside of the top 10 or the other half of the table um crystal palace 30 austin villa which are having a good time with um with with um his name again okay all right steven steven gerard so steven gerard right i mean i mean yeah, okay leicester is boom leicester city is brendan rogers sucked did they stop brendan rogers is brendan rogers still there is brendan rogers still the manager for leicester city uh, I, uh, are the, 
Is Brenner just still the manager for Leicester City? Like, I really have to check that out because I'm really concerned that 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 this guy um, probably is is the next manager to be sacked. So terrible runner results, man. Terrible, atrocious. Leicester's Leicester City has been complete. Has been complete shite. I'm wondering if you know. What's happening with Leicester? Is Brendan Rodgers still the manager? He is still the manager. They're having injury, injury problems or something. What's happening with these guys? Terrible. Like they're, they're down in 13th. It's crazy. With 27 points. Come on. Come on. What? Come on. Man. 27 points, man. Jesus. Whoa. Brendan Rodgers is still the manager there. I thought it would have been gone, to be honest with you. And would you look at who's 14th? Newcastle. There's just something about money that ke- that keeps you up. <laughs> There's something about money that keeps you up, right? Um, I did do, I, I, I do have a recording on transfers that were made. I just wasn't able to publish it. Um, but I do have a full recording on the transfers, what I think about them, and so on. Um, didn't get to publish it. They didn't. They didn't want me to publish it. They didn't want me to publish it. But yeah, all right. So, but Newcastle made some signings. Um, Trippy has been good. Um, 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 what's the other guy's name? But yeah, hey, Newcastle is up in, 20, up in the 14, so they look like they'll be staying up, eh? Some more spending to come, and it, it will be interesting to see. It will be interesting to see how they handle summer in terms of spending and who they let go, because a lot of players are going to be thrown out. And also, yeah, thrown out. So they're, they're playing for more than just, yeah, they're, yeah. And that's another thing as well. You can be so easily replaced now. So it's like, yo, you have you have to put in that work. Yeah, right? And it'll be interesting to see if Newcastle will be actually pushing to the top of the table next season. Yeah, normally that's what happens when you spend money, when you get money, when you get rich, right? So that's a given. New title winners, you could say. Yeah. And Brentford is out. And um, would you, would you take a look at that? Brentford had um Ericsson Ericsson made his um debut for them which is very good um a lot of love for Christian Ericsson watched him at Tottenham love him love loved him at Tottenham you know Ericsson was 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 a player yeah Ericsson was a player he was he was he was Ericsson was was a player yeah he was and it was um terrible um what happened to him you know and um to see him back it, it's really a good feeling it's really a good feeling and um i just wish all the best for him you know this is all the best for him he's back in england and um i'm just very happy that he's back i'm just very happy i watched uh, I saw this thing where the like the medical team were speaking about 
you know what happened and you know the players as a whole and it was very touching man it was very touching i'm just happy to know that he's back and um i can see him play again you know well it's it, it it's we take you know we take some of these simple things for granted like seeing a player play you, can you imagine just not being able to see Erickson play again you know that would be sad that, that would be sad so I'm happy he's back uh, Brentford in 15 Leeds are in 16th and if you guys know the big news that um, Beasler is gone so Beasler is gone um you know the funny thing is i i saw the signs well i would say i saw the signs but i had concerns with leads um from early in the season from so early in the season from before then i had concerns with leads with leads on the records and how they were playing and so on and so on and so on and uh during that time i was thinking all right, well, Leeds need to change something. Something is to be different. But it never occurred to me that the manager would be sacked. Like, it it, ne- it, it just never came across my mind that, okay, a solution would, t- would be to sack Beasler. And I think it's because um, I knew how much the manager uh, meant for leads you know um and you know the whole coming from the championship up to the premier league you know that whole relationship that he had with the club just didn't see it i just didn't think that he would be sucked you know but probably i'm thinking oh you know if leads were going down he would be going down with them as well right i was just i was just i was thinking that leads would have to do something different um yeah but it just never occurred to me that Beasler would be sucked so when i saw the news i was like whoa whoa he he's really sucked he's really gone so that was that was big news for me and here we have everton in 17th so everton are right above the relegation zone what's happening on everton i'm gonna say it again i'm not sorry for everton i'm not sorry for them i think they had a good manager in Ancelotti. dedicated committed his his he committed himself to the club and for some odd reason they went and sucked him so i have no no form of anything for Everton but they did get um what's his name again what's his name again that ancient you know no ancient. the former Liverpool man the former Liverpool manager I can't remember his name um oh my gosh yeah I can't remember him I sucked him on I'm parking right and i thought well he would do something well but there's something off with him as well you know 
you're something something off i know with lampard um it's a tough task for lampard first of all what he has to do is ensure that they don't get relegated and i'm seeing that they are a point above the relegation zone so wins right now are needed i think lampard is a good coach i think he doesn't have everything together that full package top level but i think he's going to get there the experience that he would have had with chelsea would have been so valuable he would have uh, he would have learned a lot he would have seen a lot you know but then again this is a different experience this is keeping a team out of relegation this is keeping a team in the top flight for next season not many can do that <laughs> right now um it might not be a bad idea to get uh, one of those guys that you know they normally get to keep a team up to come on system or you know whatever the case may be because it's going to be tough it's going to be tough but so what what happened i did not expect everton to be here everton were always like the team that was really trying to push for that top six top four and look where they are look where they are man it's very disappointing to be honest with you very disappointing i can only wish the best for lampard um the last to lead to, to man city the other day um and i can only wish the best for him really i haven't seen much of everton but this is disappointing 17th with the players that they have ah oh, come on man come on come on man that's 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 awful that's very disappointing so off to relegation zone burnley watford norwich burnley um hand you know i club to burnley because they have been able to stay in the top flight for a season for many seasons now for a good number of seasons with little to no spending bringing in players that at times i don't see how they add to the team you know movement in the in transfers and um i think i think if they go down now they can say hey especially the manager sandash he can say hey yo i've i've worked some some form of miracles and, and all of that stuff keeping this team up um but for on the other hand come on what for the, oh my gosh what for the, what for change life for managers each season first of all the the manager they came in with i didn't i didn't know him that much but they were crap what for were crap when they came in this be real what for were crap right um the first game against Aston Villa so what for were crap they weren't that Aston Villa game was just a fool you know what right crap so um, i didn't see him staying long um they brought in 
they brought in did they bring in someone else before they brought in um the formalista I'm not remembering names right now <laughs> the formalista um manager that won it w- with him I'm not sh- I'm not sure maybe not but they like, they brought him in and then the other day I saw they let him go I'm like what oh my mm. oh my gosh and then they brought in um Hudson, which um I don't know. Based on how it's going right now, a lot can change with um, the relegation zone. Uh, but if, what for though? What for? Uh, I know Rich. Um, I think. Yeah, Norwich definitely going down. Yeah, of course they are. They are. Um, I I don't have much to say about Norwich. We're pretty poor. Yeah, pretty pretty poor. Um, yeah, pretty poor. That runs all the the, the EPL table. Uh, for you, that runs all the EPL table. So next final, as I said, this is the book here to you know run the the last leg. Anyone can trip up and 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 and, and you know lose some points, let up some points. So. This is where it all comes down to the nitty gritty, and our teams also engaging in other um, other tournaments. It's gonna be epic. It's gonna be. It's going to be very interesting to see how this goes down. It's gonna be to a wire um, um, title race again. It will seem between Liverpool and City. Who's gonna pull it off? Um, Two, two, two strong points. Man City was a hit running. They're gonna, they're gonna just groove. They're gonna just move. They're just power through. Liverpool, whether it's a bad day or a good day, they're gonna win. So just keep that in mind and just be like, whoa, you know, there's a lot of stumbling blocks for both teams. Um, we'll talk about the the new signing uh, Lucas Diaz for Liverpool. Wow, what a signing he is turning out to be! Um, hats off to Liverpool's recruitment, man. They keep their recruitment just gets better and better. I think they have been really above um, par with their recruitment. Uh, everyone seems to fit into the Liverpool team this is he's just fitting in I mean wow really good um and he just he just adds a bit of life to that team I think it could be it, he could be the stimulus for this last title push so just exceptional really it's really good uh, that runs up EPL week I'm a lot to look forward for next week. I already have my eye on the Derby. The Manchester Derby. So let's see how that one turns out. Let's see how the week turns out. Um Yeah.
know a special look at the EFL Cup um or the Carabao Cup yeah saw the game Chelsea Liverpool what a game that was um the commentator said it um on police like the right story upon this game it should be called um and the, the flag was up or I, I don't remember exactly what it said but essentially what you but basically what you were saying is that it every time the ball goes into the goal you know it's offside it was something and um that in itself shows like defensive discipline um of both teams especially Liverpool because Chelsea had the ball in the back a couple of times and um they were offside but it was an exceptional game i had to, it was it was it was it was football at its best with just quality of play um both teams created chances i mean it was beautiful it was i would I, I, i'm going to watch that game again i'm going to sit down and watch that game again it was it was wonderful it was good to see it was good to watch loved it, it was excellent um both teams were just so was just lovely i can't say anything more i really can't I really can't. Just we were doing the thing Liverpool were doing the thing just the quality. Just the quality straight through from start to finish. Both teams were at it. It was great. It was great. Um but the big the big talking point is Kepa coming off for the penalties managed not to save any even though he took one side of the goal um up against van dyke and van dyke still put it put it away um there was another one that he could have got out as well right and uh didn't do it couldn't couldn't save one and it was up to him and he he completely skied it completely skied it and you know that, that's the thing um a goalkeeper change for the penalties is is always a risk it's always a risk there's always a risk um and it could have played out it could have worked it could have worked fine um and if the manager thinks that Kepa is the best person with penalties then put him in put put him in you want your best to be out there so if 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 he is the best put him in it's just unfortunate that he didn't save any which you know by chance it's that's okay he doesn't look when a goalkeeper comes up against a penalty comes up in a penalty it's 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 difficult you know it's it's 50-50 that's it it's 50-50 
so because he's not, so not, because he is the best of the goalkeepers and in penalty doesn't mean that oh it's a 70 you know percent chance now that he's going to save no it's still 50-50 all the way so uh that's the first thing to look at second he's a goalkeeper i, I doubt he has a lot of penalty training um you know step up nerves come on a lot happens so i'm not going to be all oh, kepa this kepa that it's big news the media is going to sing on it kepa came in for penalties didn't save one notably took one side of the goal against van dijk van dijk still was able to save that one and you know kick the ball over when he took his penalty kick liverpool one yeah the media is going to sing on that but look at it's still 50-50 any keeper it be um not because he's better at it, the percentage is jump it might be like okay up uh, 55%, 55% 10% more but it's not going to be significant you're going to always back the kicker to put away the penalty um congrats to liverpool i just think that um oh i didn't say congrats to to kane and son um broke a record broke lampard and jack jackpot's record that's pretty huge that's that's a big deal that's a big deal um but back to the liverpool but congrats to liverpool exceptional test the game was as exceptional exceptional game um there's no chance to play a lot should be like yo you know we probably should have you know the, Yeah, you know, a couple of probably should have put this away, put that away. It's an exceptional game. I as a fan of football enjoyed that game for just the quality that it provided that was there that from both teams, the quality, the energy from start to finish. Man, it's definitely a game to rewatch and I think I might do that. Um so once again, congrats to Liverpool. So we've come to the end of another episode of the Touchline Support podcast. Uh thank you so much if you've made it this far. Um once again, uh be sure to keep up with the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast so you you know when an episode drops. Be sure to follow me on my socials. Drop everything in the, in the description and uh tell a friend, tell a family member about the Touchline Support podcast. right if you like it share it and um and we'll we'll do this again in the next episode so to everyone stay safe and you'll find me on the touchline <music>